0: Welcome to your Future Therapist Podcast. Empower yourself with this free podcast for personal growth and well-being. Future therapist and life coach Kelly Newsom and co-host Megan Lachowski share honest, real-life stories to help others navigate life's challenges. Megan, today we're going to talk about finding fulfillment at work. Sweet. Yeah, I feel... Like I've never really had, like the jobs that I've had in my career haven't really been my passion, you know, or the things that I'm really drawn to. Mm -hmm. I Mm may be just good at the tasks, at the organization, but that true fulfillment has always, I've always been searching. Do you have any experience with that? Yeah, same. I mean, I, yeah,
1: I I have lots of like passions and dreams and things that I want to do in my life. Um, and so far, none of my jobs have been exactly, um, aligned with any of those, but I mean, kind of
0: is what it is. So we're going to be talking about ways to,
1: um, you know, deal with that basically.
0: Yeah. I mean, I've, I think, you know, I kind of came into my project management role by, not accident, but I was on maternity leave with Killian. So this is like in nineteen ninety seven. And my boss, and so I was like a supervisor of general services. and that was like the mail room, the front desk reception, and a little bit of space planning. But my boss was the manager. and she was like real estate, um, you know, doing leasing and then big time space planning, like like coordinating furniture installations, you know, dealing with interiors, stuff like that. And so I went on maternity leave and she called me like just at the killing was born in December and just at the new year and said, I've given my notice and I won't be here when you come back off maternity leave. And, um, when I came back off maternity leave, her boss said, you're going to report to me and we're just going to figure this out. (laughs) And I, and so all of a sudden I became like, I did all the things that she was doing with zero experience.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> um, so I kind of was just handed this, you know, project management style job with literally no experience in it. Um, mm-hmm. And he, he taught me everything that I needed to know and was a great mentor. And, um, and then I've just, you know, continued along that career path. But never have I been like, yes, I love this work. I can't wait to, you know, (laughs) or, or just have that feeling like you're doing good, you know, like, like you're satisfied. So, Mm -hmm. so yeah. And, and I have found through the years, like that I am actually a creative person. And when I do do creative things, that seems to help those feelings, but I think also what's important is sometimes, you know, we have to work jobs that we may not love. And um, I have come to find that there are aspects of my project management job that actually do fulfill me. It's just the overall job may not be my cup of tea, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I've had to find the areas that I really do thrive in, like spiritually a little bit, you know, like just Mm -hmm. that connect with me deeply. And that's mostly helping people. Right. Right. And in project management, that's what I do. I help people solve uh, the issues that they have surrounding their space. And, um, and so that's where I find kind of that, I guess, validation, you know what I mean? That I'm, Mm -hmm. that I'm doing good. Yeah. I mean, same thing with me, not that I've been in project
1: management specifically, but I, um, you know, started working at just well, I mean, coaching gymnastics, I did that for a long time. And that was something that I i was passionate about. But it wasn't something that was going to pay the bills um, long term. So I did that when I was younger and, um, you know, then worked in food. And um, I like food, but it's not necessarily <laughs> like what I have been yeah. envisioning for my life. And then I was planning on going to grad school For um, anthropology to like actually do what I was passionate about, or uh, move forward with what I was passionate about, I guess. But I got a a good paying position in the restaurant industry and um, decided to do that instead because I knew it was um, it was going to pay better than even probably when I was done with a master's. You know, I would probably have to go all the way to a PhD in order to get um, some sufficient money, and that would that means that I would also have to find a good job too. you know, it wasn't, um, guaranteed necessarily. And so I decided to take the, um, the restaurant position and it, it all worked out the way that it was supposed to. I met my husband that way. And, um, you know, life happens the way that it's meant to. And, uh, for the most part, I should say. And, um, so I can't fault, you know, what my life has been, um, up until now. And, uh, then I've been in office management for a couple of years, and again, not like not like the passion of mine to do that. But I get to perform tasks that I enjoy, and um, I get to work with people that I enjoy. And I kind of take the, like you said, like you like helping people, um, so I I also like helping people and giving employees a good experience if I can. And so um, I was able, or I've been able to like do as much of those um those other uh how do I say it like the like the concepts that I that I like, I'm able to apply those concepts to whatever job that I have. So I've just been focusing on that. And then maybe somewhere down the line I'll have a an actual dream job of mine. But for now, you know, I at least get to kind of piece together things that I do like.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, I mean, obviously we're skipping a big piece like I've had jobs where I've felt, and obviously I was, I was not like healed or in a healing journey. So people play a big role in whether or not we enjoy our jobs. So we're not talking about that. It's more just, you know, the fact that if you have a calling or uh, an idea or want to do something else that is completely not in the realm of your current career, um, it's, I think what I'm trying or wanting to Kind of create within this episode is the idea that while you're trying to reach for the dreams, right, and to find something that's very fulfilling and that you're meant to do, sometimes we're just not in that position to just automatically do those things. And so, how do we move through our current jobs and find the things that do bring us happiness? And it may not be the entire job, it may, like you said, be components, right? And so i always um i've always had an issue with the, the also the word passion um because i never understood it right i never understood or connected with what i was doing for my work and being passionate about about it because it just you know basically i deal with people's problems all day <laughs> in my my current job and i'll be doing that as a therapist but it's in a very different way but yeah um having being able to problem solve for people is honestly the only way I kind of get through my having a career that is not what I'm, I think, meant to do, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I mean, same thing. I I don't, um, there's lots of aspects about all of our jobs that we don't love. And there's aspects mm-hmm. that we can appreciate or like or love. Um, and so there's definitely things that I don't like. But that's going to come with the territory of whatever type of job that you have. And so I just like to focus on the aspects of the job that I do like, that I'm good at, mm-hmm. that make me feel good, um, make me feel helpful. And, um, you know, just be grateful, basically, that I get to apply some of that because I've had jobs where I don't get to do any of that and right. and I'm miserable. And so I'm very appreciative of the um, the aspects of my job that I uh, that I do like.
0: Yeah. And I was thinking also, and if John were here, he would, I don't think roll his eyes, but he would Mm -hmm. definitely kind of um, laugh at this. But, you know, I I feel like I was doing a lot of searching. Right. And so um, having multiple types of like side hustles, trying to find that thing, that would kind of mm-hmm. release me from the corporate world. Yeah. Um, but while just being like absolutely enthralled with what I was doing and, you know, there's a lot of things that I have tried that failed mm. um, in this attempt to try to find what I am meant to do. Right. Yeah. And, and so, you know, like the so managing social media aspects of that, I was absolutely, great at. Like I really loved it. I love the creativity. Um, and then, then there were parts that I wasn't so good at and I didn't quite know how to work through that. Um, and of course, because it's a side hustle, you can't dedicate all your time to kind of train yourself in every aspect of it to become, um, or for, I couldn't, uh, to become really great. But then, you know, the, the store we had, I had the, retail store co-owner in that and there were again aspects of that that was just like amazing and an experience that I I honestly will treasure that experience yeah um for all of my life because it was part like especially being part of a downtown community that was Mm -hmm. so inspiring and so fun and to watch the downtown kind of flourish um, but yet again, that did not work out. And, and there were parts of it that I actually knew I were not sustainable long-term. Right. Yeah. Um, and so when I say that John would laugh, it's because I've, I have, a I have had a ton of ideas of things that I want to do that I think will bring me the mm. satisfaction. Um, and what I have found is that, when I'm constantly, when I was constantly searching for the next thing to kind of satisfy me or to make me feel like I was connected, um, what I was losing sight of is not being present in the moment and what I did have. Right. Which we're going to talk about gratitude in another episode, but it does a little bit go hand in hand with, kind of what we're talking about and finding the silver lining of the situation that you're currently in. Right. Mm -hmm. So I just think, you know, and it wasn't until like the pandemic and a concussion that kind of rattled my like kind of reorganized my thought process and, and then determining, Oh my gosh, I really do want to become a therapist. And I've put, you know, all my effort into the path that will eventually lead to that or that is leading to that. Um, But anyway,
1: yeah, I mean, same with me. I've always I mean, since I was young, like I've always um, sought out something more basically Mm -hmm. and sought out passions and ways to be creative and all of that. And um, I have definitely up until I would say recently, like within the past couple of years, had a problem with always looking for um, the next passion or the, the, a bigger way that I can, um, honor my passions. And, Mm -hmm. uh, and I was completely missing what was going on around me. And, um, and so I was never fully happy because I was always, um, I've always felt unsettled and like, there's something more. And that doesn't mean that we shouldn't, um, you know, strive for more or try to find something that we're passionate about, you know, it doesn't mean that we shouldn't do anything like that, but, um, not at the, uh, Definitely, we shouldn't do that at the expense of uh, of, uh, ignoring, you know, like, what's going on around us. And so I've always had that issue. And my husband has pointed out to me at times, too, where I've gotten, like, so stressed just trying to, you know, achieve something or whatever. And he's like, just calm down. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, I didn't even realize how, like, worked up I have been over this lately. And so... Um, it's hard when, when you feel constantly restless and you, you just naturally like are wanting to seek other things out. Um, but, but it is important to stop, to stop and relax and just appreciate what you have going on around you and, you know, balance that with also seeking out something more if that's what you need.
0: Yeah. I wonder like thinking... I'm just trying to think of how long ago did I, was I told about or heard someone talk about, Oh, you should be going for your passion. Like that word I think is disconnected from like, I'm actually wondering how much did I buy into that idea of needing to find my passion and how much did that breed discontent or was I just, am I internally just like that? You know, like how much of just the, the makeup that I have or my personality does does this searching how much is just inside me, right? Yeah. Like how I'm internally made up.
1: Oh, absolutely. I think about that too, because um it's really easy to get caught up in the buzzwords that go around and the, the things that everybody else is saying or what um I mean, this isn't like a, a direct um example but i feel like it's a correlation where um people will probably come at me for saying this but like all of the um the marketing especially social media marketing like everything that i ever hear from people who are like um experienced social media people and and influencing other people with it they say the same things and kelly i know that you're very well versed in this world so um, you'll probably know what I'm talking about, but they always say the same thing. And I and I wonder how much of that is like truth or just like what everyone else is saying. And so that's like, everybody keeps kind of reinforcing the same idea. And so that's like not the greatest example, but that's just the first thing that popped into my head as as we've been talking about this of just how much of what what we feel like we should do to search for our passions and all of that, like how much of that is real and how much of that, Version say real, how much of that is authentic and how much of that is just what we've been told? Right. Um, because I definitely have, I mean, it's just like the hashtag boss girl and hashtag grind and all of that. Like, should we actually be doing that? Or is that just like the trendy buzzword type of influence, um, influencer thing that we all hear? And so mm-hmm. we think that we need to keep climbing towards that when really like maybe things are fine. <laughs> maybe we are fine and we're settled and we can just chill out and read a book. um, And that's okay. Like we don't have to always be striving forward super hard.
0: You're absolutely right. I mean, from a social media standpoint, the idea that we, we don't have what we actually deserve is, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, and so then we've got to constantly like hashtag grind to, to find what, what we Mm -hmm. deserve, you know? And yeah. And I think, I mean, I definitely know I've been affected by that. And I know millions of people are affected by it. Right. Mm. I mean, there's so <laughs> many studies and people talk about the downfall or not the downfall, but just the, the parts of social media that can get really unhealthy. And, and, and then when you start, you know, just, I think the idea of when you visually see something that is, you know, like the perfect home or the, you know, the perfect interiors or, you know, the way that people now video themselves going through their, their day, like, what is it get ready with me, but it's like a a progression of like throughout the day. And it's like, yeah. Or like a day in the life. Yeah. Yeah. And so that can definitely breed discontent within how you're living your life, you know? And so, um, yeah, this conversation has kind of gone off <laughs> from the original, but I think it's uh, all pertinent I think because I think it's all related. It yeah. is all related because yeah. And I do think back like in 2015, I started the visit Woodland blog. And sometimes I think back on that and basically all that, all it was, was just doing interviews of small business owners and putting them on a blog. And it, there was Mm -hmm. something so simple and yet gratifying about that, but then it became, well, what's next? Like, how can I make this bigger? How can I start getting paid for this? How can I, you know what I mean? And it Mm. actually took away the, the essence of what that what was making me feel so satisfied with it. It's always that mm. next thing. Like, how can we monetize this? How can we, and and then what's, what happens is then the pressure starts to build. Because if yeah. you're monetizing it, then there's other areas that you might not be monetizing, you know, tapping into that funding source. And so then mm-hmm. it becomes a sales job, you know, which is definitely not me. And so I right. just do often think, and obviously I'm on a path that I cannot wait. I know it's meant for me. I know this is what I'm supposed to do with the rest of my life. But at the same time, I can't help but look back and think about ways that I don't want to repeat ways in which I, uh, manifested or, or thought about the the life I was currently in back then, if that makes sense. Right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think that's really, um, you bring up, well, you bring up many interesting points. The, um, I, I definitely resonate with the, like you are, um, you start with something that you're passionate about or something that you have fun with, and then you start to take it to the next level. And then you, and then you're thinking about monetizing and then you're thinking about selling it. And, Mm -hmm. and then it it becomes not the fun thing. Like it takes doing all of those extra things, which you might have to, I mean, this is like, there are people who they don't have an option other than to do what they need to do. So we're we're definitely talking about people who have the, the privilege Mm -hmm. to be able Mm -hmm. to like maybe start a side business that they're passionate about or something like that. Um so we we recognize yes, who we're you. talking to here. Yeah. yeah. Um but you know the the point of getting into one thing might be that you just really enjoy it and that you feel really passionate about it mm-hmm. and then you turn it into you might be told to turn it into something like you you might not you know quite know what you're what you're doing and you might have good intentions with it but you turn it into this like giant thing that ends up not being fun and it takes all the passion and the fun out of it. And then it's like, then what now you don't, now you took away something that you really enjoyed because you're always looking at what that next step is.
0: Yeah. I think, um, you know, it does come back to, well, like I actually let me step back. So you know, there is a sales component of becoming a life coach and then a therapist. I mean, it's, you know, those aspects aren't going to go away. Um, but I think that it's like, if you're, um, if if like for me, if this, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. So, so having that sales component just doesn't seem as daunting. Right. And so for me, there's a connection, A deeper connection between my goals of becoming a therapist. And so it just doesn't make the tasks that are going to be required to gain clientele as daunting or scary or a task that is something that I don't want to do. Right. Mm
1: -hmm. I feel
0: feel more connected with it. Therefore, okay. So these tasks are going to have to happen. It just is part of the whole plan.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I like, um, I love calligraphy. And really, if that if I could like have that be my job, like I could just wake up tomorrow and I was a calligrapher and that was all I did. I'd be so happy. <laughs> but um, it's hard to get into that unless you like have the luxury of you don't have to work. You can, you know, basically be at home or wherever you be and pra- spend all the time and the money practicing, getting all the right tools. Um starting a business, not making any money from your business for a couple of years. And then, you know, so it's nice if you have the the opportunity to do that. I do not. um, And so I've spent a lot of time doing it, but not nearly enough to like actually make it a, um, a, a true business. But I was so stressed out about it for so long because I was like, this is what I want to do. And but I have to monetize it and I have to make money from it or else what's the point of me doing it? And so I spent years like trying to craft ways that I could monetize this thing that I just love genuinely without it paying me anything. I just enjoy it. Um, but I turned it into this really stressful thing, trying to figure out how to make money while still having a full-time job, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that, that I had to spend time on and all these other things that I'm also interested in. And, um, and it got so stressful on when we moved into this house, um, years ago I had a room because it, was, it has multiple bedrooms and we didn't need all of the bedrooms um for sleeping and so one of them I was like okay perfect it'll be like my art and craft room and I now I'm starting to do a lot more in here because I've relaxed but for like the first three years of living here I didn't do any art and I like had created this whole room and had this nice setup and I have all the, these tools for it and everything and I didn't use any of them because I had put so much pressure on myself to, like to monetize everything that I was doing and not creative but productive and Mm -hmm. um and it, it took all of the joy away from me and and then it made me scared too because I'm like okay well what if I try to do calligraphy stuff and then I don't make money from it and then I'm a failure and then there's no point in me doing all of this and so I was just so concerned constantly with that what if and um, and that fear and that anxiety and it was all self-created like nobody was nobody yeah. was causing this for me and um so I have had to kind of retrain my brain to think differently about that and just to enjoy it like I can just sit down and do some calligraphy just for fun mm-hmm. if I feel like it. I'm allowed to just do that. Right. I don't have to monetize every aspect of my life um again, some people have to be thinking of ways that they need to make more money, you know, and they're in a different situation than I might be, but, um, it's just really easy to get carried away with how to monetize every single thing, which then usually ends up taking the joy away from what you're doing.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, kind of circling back to what I thought the topic was, because this is actually, (laughs) I mean, it's actually, I don't know. I was looking at the title and, and originally it was finding fulfillment at work, plus the pitfalls of of side hustles. I don't know what what it's going to be called now. It's not the pitfall. We can just say, and other stuff and other stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, I think the point of the episode is though, finding no matter what you're doing for your job, um, And if you're not feeling connected or fulfilled and it's, and it's like, you know, regular job, like your main job can be a fucking grind. Like Mm -hmm. it's just, it's, that's the way life is. Right. And even I feel like even jobs that you may love, it's still a grind. I mean, it's still, you know, eight to 10 hours out of your freaking day is spent outside of your home. Right. So, and, and yes, we get paid for it. I get all of that. That does not take away the fact that sometimes it's hard, you know, I mean, it's, and we don't want to do it and we, we need, um, you know, when you go to work, I know when I go to work, I am like slammed from the moment I get there Mm -hmm. until I leave. And if I, chose to, I could probably work for another four hours and I would have plenty of things to do, but you, I have to stop because it's, um, it's taxing, you know, just mentally taxing. And, um, luckily, you know, thankfully, I, I can work a couple of days from home, which kind of lessens just the the overall pressure of being in an office and you know, having other people needing time and stuff like that. But anyway, so I just I think what I, you know, I think I came at this subject because this is not what I want to do with my life from a work and career standpoint while though, I have been able to find ways to actually, have gratitude, you know, find ways to appreciate and to, um, understand that, that I am doing good, you know, and that makes me feel good as a person. Um, and so Mm -hmm. it's not the whole job, it's just slivers of it. And I have been able to kind of just focus on those aspects so that I can literally get through my day. Yeah.
1: Because none of us, not none of us, most of us don't, love our day job (laughs) that we have. Some people do. And some people, again, are in a position where they can't, they have nothing about their job that they like or enjoy, and they're in really bad positions and there's nothing that they can do. So again, this Mm -hmm. is, um, we're cognizant of who we're talking to here, but you know, for those of us who have a non, you know, abusive job or just a non terrible job, but it's not something that we really love. It is hard there's just so much around us constantly, like so much stimulation that we don't need and so much um, communication being thrown our way. And we're always on call forever. You know, we have phones glued to us. Like we're always just, everything is always happening <laughs> and we're always accessible and nothing ever stops. So we have to find ways to like create that quiet space and create that enjoyment. Um so that we don't get uh, so that we don't, don't get too sucked into just like the day-to-day stuff and then that becomes our whole life is just right. doing doing the the boring things that we're required to do, which of course, if you're required to do them, you have to do them. but it's really easy to get sucked into it as like thinking that that is all consuming and that's everything mm-hmm. that's going on and and it doesn't always have to be exactly that way. You can find ways to appreciate aspects of what you're doing. And um and add in things that give you joy, you know, pepper them in throughout your schedule, be intentional with your schedule. You know what? I just went, Kelly, I just remembered this and I forgot to, tol- uh, to tell you this yesterday in person. So we saw uh, I went to a um, women in construction conference and uh, one of the speakers said that one of the best pieces of advice she's ever been given is um, don't prioritize your schedule, schedule your priorities. And I thought that was such a great way of flipping that, um, the narrative basically that we've all been given, which is to, um, we always have to be busy and we have to be doing everything. We have to be hustling. Like we're all told, especially women, we're told that, and men are in a different way too. Um, but we're, that's just the expectation in our society, in this country, that that's what we all have to be doing, Mm -hmm. but that makes us all miserable. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, and so we need to personal. try to combat it in little ways as much as we can.
0: Yeah, that's um interesting. I love that perspective. And so I uh, went on a three day trip for personal, then came home and got sick. And so then I, you know, all the work was piling up. And, um, I sat down with my boss on my first day back and I'm like, I'm just, I don't know where to start. Like, I don't, there's so much going on and I just need help prioritizing. Right. So she gave me just one thing to focus on and it was also one of her priorities. And when she gave me that one priority, it just kind of like released me from all the pressure of feeling like I had 100, which 100 things to do, which I still have those 100 things. um, But it kind of goes to what you're saying about schedule priorities, rather than, you know, allowing your schedule to just completely overrun you.
1: Yeah, that's
0: a great point. And I love those days. So some of these things are out of our
1: control. I mean, Mm -hmm. some, you know, there's only so much that we can control with our schedule and our priorities. um, You know, when it comes to being at work and, um, you know, if we're not the boss. And um, same thing when I have those days or those weeks um, where my boss says, okay, this is your priority and this is your focus. Just work on this. It's like such a relief because it's usually something that I haven't been able to get around to. And I have so many other little things that keep pushing that back so that it's not a priority anymore until like it really needs to be. And so yeah. it's, um it's really nice when, when that opportunity is given to you for things that are outside of your control, but then things that are inside of your control, like um, like my priorities. I mean, I have, so, I have so many things that I'm interested in and passionate about, and I have a really hard time just standing still. <laughs> and so it's hard for me to like fit everything into my day that I want to do. But I know the things that really make me feel joy. And reading is one of those things. And that's pretty much a hundred percent of the time going to work for me. Um, I really like watching gymnastics. I really like sewing um, and I really like dancing. And so if I feel like I'm either lacking in any of those, or I get like kind of an itch to do some of those, or I'm feeling really overwhelmed with my schedule. And by overwhelmed, I mean, there's a lot of things that aren't, they don't feel like a priority to me, but they have to be like, I have to get them done. And I feel like I'm in a grind, I make sure that I carve out time, even if it's like 15 minutes in the day to do one of those other things that gives me joy. And I almost always feel better just doing that. And so, you know, sometimes there's a lot that's outside of our control with what we, what we can do with our schedule, but you usually have at least a small chunk of time every day to be able to add in something that gives you a little bit of joy. And that's, Kind of, you know, baby scheduling Mm -hmm. one of your priorities. And then, of course, if you're able to do that more, then that's good. But just being intentional about adding in just a little bit, at least, of something that you really love is really helpful.
0: How much of being able to recognize that do you think comes from, like, have you always been able to prioritize like that? Or is that something that's happened because some sort of healing process
1: has mm-hmm. occurred.
0: I mean, I can just think about me and, and again, I'll talk about this during the gratitude, uh, episode, but a hundred miles per hour and always feeling like, um, zero time for myself, but mm-hmm. now that I've, you know, really worked on healing, um, just my, you know, insecurities and all of that I've I've have found everything that you just explained I've found that I can do that Mm -hmm. you know how about you I feel like it's probably
1: a combination um I think that I'm better at it now than I was which I think is the part of um healing and then I, I know though I've also been very protective of my free time that I have because I have from being a little kid like I've always 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 loved reading and and felt that it was very important to me as a person like as who as little Megan my little soul mm-hmm. it has been always very important that I get that time in and I've always really liked drawing and I've always liked dancing like there's just the things that I really like I've always really liked, honestly, um, like the same kind of the, actually the four things that I mentioned, those are four hobbies that have been with me for as long as I can remember. Um, and there's, of course, there's other things that I'm interested in as well, but those are like the core things that always have stuck with me. And so I've always been, um, I've just always been really protective. Uh, I'm, I'm very extroverted, but I've always been very protective of my time to be able to do those things alone or with some, I mean, if somebody else wants to join great, but for the Mm -hmm. most part, those tasks for me are alone time. And, and I've always just like kind of needed to slip those in somehow, but I haven't always been able to conscientiously be intentional about it. And then definitely when I was in school full-time and working full-time or working two jobs while doing school or whatever, you know, and then there's people who have kids. Like, a, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot that can prevent you from being able to, to do some hobbies. So there've been times where I haven't been able to add those things in, um, or at least I, I, it kind of got away from me to be intentional with them. So I think that I've, you know, gone through waves of it, but those, you know, seriously, now that I'm looking back from like toddlerhood, cause I learned like, I, remember, I don't even remember learning how to read and I've done gymnastics since I was three. And I grew up with a mom who knows how to sew. And I've always loved dancing. Like I've, those things have just been with me forever. So I, I, I never remember a time in my life where those things weren't a huge part of it. Anyways, I'm getting, I'm getting away from myself, but um, I, so I've, I haven't always intentionally added them in. It just has been like a normal thing that I know that I've needed to do. And then as I, you know, I've, I've had periods of my life where I've been so busy that I can't, and I should say so busy and also not healed all the way and not um not in a place where I'm very mentally um healthy. Then uh those things have been much harder to consciously add in. It's it's really hard to do something like that when you're in a, a dark place. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm still very busy, but I'm a much more mentally healthy, so I'm able to like block my time out more and add those yeah. things in. So yeah, I
0: mean, I just talking about going to the dark space or, you know, in a dark place, it's incredibly difficult. And anyone who has experienced that knows that it's hard to get yourself out of that, you know? And so I just want to be cognizant of that. Like we're, we're talking, um, you know, the things that we're talking about come with privilege, right? some you know having privilege or being a
1: Absolutely. Job. I'm not a single and, mom and with I'm four not, kids at home exactly. where I have to take a bus to yeah. go to work because I don't have a car. Like I, that is not at all who I'm no. talking to right now. No.
0: Of course not. So um okay, I think we're do you have anything any parting words on the subject or do you think we're we're wrapping it up well?
1: Um, I guess my parting words would be everybody, if you're not a reader, go find a genre of books that you love because I think everybody has one
0: Yes, we and do. find
1: the genre of books that sticks with you and read and build that even for 10 minutes a day, build that into your, um, into your schedule right before bed or right when you wake up or something. It is so helpful.
0: Yeah. I, yeah. I, um, I mean, I'm a big journal Mm -hmm. person and I just started, um, I don't know what, I think there's a proper term, but it's like free writing. So like whatever comes into your head, you're just like putting it on paper. Mm -hmm. And so I've decided like, no more am I like dating pages, right? I'm not Mm -hmm. dating, going to a new page because it's new. I'm just like literally writing directly off of the previous day there's no delineation between
1: Mm.
0: you know thoughts or or anything like that and it's and it's no planning right Mm. like I'm not like this is what I need to do today or this is how I'm gonna the path I have found that to be like clear like clears my head better you know in, in a way that I've not had in the past like it really it's like a dump of just all my thoughts and a lot of clarity comes through that, yeah. you know, a lot of clarity and, and kind of understanding of self self. And also it's um, been interesting because it's allowed me to like ask myself questions, like the value of things that I'm putting upon tasks or things like that, or priorities, stuff like that. Like I'm questioning those things through this writing, free writing I, I'll find out what the proper term is, but
1: I, I do the same thing. Um, well, I, I usually date mine just because I know that I'll love looking back on it someday and I'll be like curious about the dates and stuff, Mm -hmm. but I love waking up early and like going, getting out of bed and going to sit on the couch or something. So I can still be comfy and cozy, but not laying down because I don't want my body to think it's going to be going back to sleep. and um going and sitting uh, like with a soft lamp and just free writing Mm -hmm. and um, like brain dumping, basically anything that comes into my head. And I just do that for basically as long as I need to, because my brain is very, very active right when I wake up. And um, so if I like brain dump all my thoughts from, from what was being consolidated as I was sleeping, then it's so how I like, same thing it gives me so much clarity when I then I'm done like okay I've brain dumped all I can think of right now and then I just look at it and I see all of the it like turns into a to-do list because I see all of these things that you know maybe I was anxious about because I wanted to remember to get it done or or whatever it is and um and it's just really helpful to then kind of you know organize the stuff a little bit and be like okay I know I need to take care of this I need to take care of this and this and so I highly recommend it's really helpful um to do a, even a quick brain dump, even if it's just five minutes of just kind of putting your scattered thoughts out there. Um, it's, it can be really, really helpful. Even if you're not a writer, I'm not a writer, you know, like people who are writers, of course, they have all sorts of methods that really work for them, but I'm, I'm a, I'm a casual writer. And so, um, this, this method is really helpful
0: for me. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. I think that's it for today. Bye everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode of Your Future Therapist Podcast. If you'd like to reach co-hosts Kelly Newsom and Megan Lechowski, feel free to text them at 530-733-6400 or reach them by email at yourfuturetherapistpodcast at gmail.com. You can also slide into their DMs on Instagram, handle at yourfuturetherapist underscore pod. Make sure to like and subscribe and give us a five-star review on any of the streaming platforms you listen to this podcast on.